Good morning. It's great to be with you this morning. It's Tuesday, the 23rd of June, and Michelle and myself have the privilege of hosting the devotions this morning. Um, I'm speaking to you from Kensington Temple's Derby studio, and Michelle is speaking to you from West London. I think she's at the um, Summit House. So I no expense spared in our preparation, and uh, I'm sure that Michelle will want to say good morning to you as well. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, I get I get to say good morning from sunny West London to to all to all of you. So it's a it's amazing to see you all, and it's a, it's amazing to be here with you, Gordon. And you're looking you're looking amazing this morning, Gordon. I have I've put a lot of I've got a little bit too much makeup on this morning. Um, I think I've overdone it to trying to look the part. But uh, we have stiff competition. Um, the team yesterday did a fantastic job, and of course, Colin and Amanda have been doing this for so many weeks, they certainly deserve a break. But our time this morning is to come and to um, encourage ourselves, prepare ourselves for the day ahead, and to seek God's uh, blessing upon us. So before we go any further, I'd like to pray, and then we will move ahead into the program that we have for us. So please join with us in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for every opportunity we have to speak to you, we don't have to be in the same place. We don't have to go to a special building. But wherever we open our hearts, you are there to listen to us. And we ask, Lord, that you will bless our devotions. We think, Lord, of our nation at this time. We ask that you will bless our nation. We think of the changes to maybe lockdown that will be presented to us today. We think, Lord, of the tragedies that happened in Reading and other parts of the country and also worldwide. And our hearts would be dismayed. Our hearts would be cast down. But for the fact, as Christians, we believe that God is still on his throne. And we ask, Lord, that we will have that confidence that when the bad news is coming towards us, we'll know that God is with us and Christ is Lord and supreme of all. So, Lord, bless those who are in need. Bless our country at this time. Breathe upon our nation, we pray and restore us to being a Christian country, honouring you in everything. Amen. Amen. It's been a privilege to, to share, as I said this. I thank you very much for the invitation. Now, Michelle has a number of uh, numbers for you that will help you communicate with us. We hope you will be involved in this. We will pray for the prayer requests a little later in our devotions. So, Michelle, will you kindly help us with these numbers? Thank you. Yes, we've got a, we've got a special um, pastoral WhatsApp and text number today. It's on the screen for you. Um, 07796636918. 07796636918. You can text and WhatsApp your prayer um, needs now. If you do that right away, we'll get to pray for them this morning. And also on the screen for you, um, on the live chat in YouTube and Facebook, are the Bible readings for today, which are 1 Kings 1, Ezekiel 32, Psalm 80, and the one that I think Gordon's going to be speaking from today, Galatians 5. So while Gordon's speaking, text in any prayer requests, any praise stories you have, obviously you can post them in the um, live chat as well, and we will pray for them. Over. Over to you, Gordon. Thank you very much. It's amazing how you remembered those numbers. Anybody think you'd written them down, Michelle? That was very good. 
Oh, uh, I'm learning from somebody. Yes, I know. Very good. Um, I'd like to, and Michelle was right, I'd like to just turn our attention now for our devotions to the Galatians. I've just actually had the privilege of speaking at the, the KT Bible School on Galatians, but uh, that was in a slightly um, more formal way. But I'd like to just pick out some verses from Galatians 5 that I hope that will be an encouragement to us and a help to us. Please don't underestimate the power of God's word. You know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And sometimes when our fellowship and our contact with one another isn't in the normal routine, it's great to know that if we spend time in God's word, our faith is increased. You know, you can't claim the promises of God if you don't know them. So please keep a notepad by your Bible as you read. You come across a promise, write it down. That promise might not be for today, but it may indeed be for a future time. Anyway, let me read to you from Galatians. I'm going to read from verse 19. It's quite heavy to begin with, but then it comes through quite positive. So I say, um, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with one another, and do sorry, they are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there are no law. Those who belong to Christ have, been, have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit and let us not become conceited and provoking each other. Well, that portion of scripture starts off in a, a very depressing way when Paul reminds the Galatians what the acts of the flesh are. It's interesting to note that he says in that verse, the acts of the sinful nature. In other words, these are actions that people can form. I won't go through the list. It's, it's, it's there for you to read again. But they are acts things that people decide they want to do the sinful nature you don't have to train a child to be naughty you have to train a child to behave sending setting down boundaries for the child and its behavior how they sit at the, the meal tables etc in that way and um important now i'm i'm just got a bit too much light coming in i'm just going to alter that thank you Sorry about that. It's just a little bit too bright. So I was just saying, you don't have to um, have to uh, teach a child to be naughty. You set boundaries for its behavior, and hopefully that child will behave itself as it goes into adulthood. So there we have that contrast between the two. We have the contrast of the acts of the sinful nature. Now, please, 
that list is a horrendous list. And you might think, well, I would never, ever, there's been none of that in my life. I'm sure that most of them haven't been in your life. But jealousy? Ooh, there's a one. I've, when I was pastoring, jealousy was one of the most destructive emotions that people can have. Um, discord. Oh, I hope you're not a person. I hope you're a person that brings unity. Now, please, people think that when we talk about unity, we're asking for uniformity, that people have always got to agree. We've always, no, no. You know, we can share, we can disagree, we can debate. But at the end of the day, our goal is unity. If we debate to bring discord, that's not godly. But if we debate that we might grow in Christ and go forward, that's very, very positive. And fits of rage. Well, there's something for our society at the moment. Selfish ambition. Again, Scripture tells us that ambition is not wrong. You know, he who desires to be an elder, it says, desires a good thing. So wanting to go forward in God, not a bad thing. But it's selfish ambition in that way. Dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, these are not to be named among those who are expecting to inherit the kingdom of God. So having outlined for us very clearly this battle that's going on, Paul in Romans says, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. This constant battle. That's why scripture tells us to crucify ourselves daily. This idea, you know, that the minute you give your life to Jesus, you suddenly become this perfect person. is not right. It's a constant struggle. It's called discipleship. It's called growing in Christ. Well, no sooner has he clearly marked out the signs of those who are acting in the flesh, the natural instinct is to sin. And um, Scripture tells us that all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. But now we have the opportunity. Now that we're in Christ, now that we are not in the flesh, but we are in the spirit, we have an opportunity not to do different acts, but that we have the ability to grow fruit. I remember when I first became a Christian, I, I, I learned, because I, I like many young Christians, and I suppose it's the same today, I, I just wish there was more of the fruit of the Spirit in my life. And uh, one person said to me once, gifts are given. So you can receive a gift of the Holy Spirit in a moment, but fruit grows. And they were teaching me I had to be patient with myself, that I could look and see what God's doing in my life. I, I'm, I'm not the finished product. I don't think I won't be the finished product till Jesus comes back. And so we have that contrast between acts and fruit. And then he comes and he outlines them for us. And what a contrast to the acts of the flesh. The fruit of the spirit is love. I can't help but think of that verse in John. I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. So really what's happening is in, in, in this time of lockdown, we throw ourselves back on God. We throw ourselves back on the Spirit of God. We say no to the sinful nature. We crucify that afresh in Christ. We don't crucify Christ afresh. No, he's only crucified the once. But we have to daily crucify ourselves that Christ might live in me. Gordon Neal, it's not acceptable. But Christ in me is acceptable. And we need to go along. So the contrast is very simple. We have a fabulous and we have the, the fruit of the spirit is love. It starts at the very beginning, love. 
You know, the most important one of all, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and the one I don't like is self-control. And so we have this contrast. We have those who have given themselves over to the acts of the flesh, and we have the Christian who have given themselves over to the Holy Spirit and are seeking to grow fruit. Now, maybe you'd like to ask yourself the question here, um, how much fruit is there in my life? The snare is that if I say to Michelle, I judge Michelle and say, oh, Michelle doesn't have a lot of fruit in her life. It's not my job to judge Michelle. It's not my job to decide what fruit she has at all. My responsibility is to look at my life and see what I'm producing. And, you know, we have to guard our hearts in this very much, that we're producing fruits of the Spirit, that we are giving ourselves over to the Spirit of God who can enable us in that way. So, in this new day, maybe you'd like to write this list of the fruits of the Spirit out and make a note and just say, um, well, have I shown some love today? Um, joy. Am I a joyful person? Am I rejoicing in Christ? Peace. Patient. Are you patient? Lockdown can bring a lot of stresses and tensions. I am quite sure that the solicitors will be busy with divorces after lockdown. People that have been thrown together for weeks who normally have space between them, I'm sure tensions have arisen. We pray for the, the homes and the marriages of our nation at this time. Patience, kindness. Why not do an act of kindness every day? Just be kind to someone. Why not? Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There's no criticism. These are the things that are in your life, no criticism at all. But do remember, we can get frustrated with ourselves and just say, oh, I wasn't very gentle then, or I, I wasn't, you know, listen, it has to grow. I remember when I first became a Christian, uh, I, I just, just struggled, really. I didn't seem to be... My life didn't seem to change at all really well till I realized that things were growing. I, I remember that I can't remember ever anybody ever telling me not to swear when I became a Christian. But one day I realized I'd stop using bad language. And again, it, I think it was the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit of God was growing in me. Whereas before I was very um, disrespectful to my parents, not not vocally, I wouldn't would say bad things about them, but I just did what I wanted. I didn't obey them. Then after I became a Christian, I realized I was taking them into consideration in the decisions I was making and trying to honor them. No one sat me down and gave me a lecture about that. I think, again, it was the Spirit of God working in me. And you will find that the Spirit of God will work in you. You'll suddenly get cross about something and there'll be a check that that wasn't the that wasn't Christ-like. And that will be the Spirit of God teaching you to be a little bit more kind or a little bit more patient in that way. Well, my time's nearly gone. We've got things to pray about, items to share with you, but in that way. So please just have a look at Galatians. You'll be reading it with the other portions. We've got that horrendous list of the acts of the flesh against the fruit of the Spirit. May there be more fruit in our lives in that way. Now, and before I hand back to Michelle to uh, share with us a little further about some of your prayer requests that have come in, 
A couple of things I'd like to say, if I might. First of all, um, I've got a little bit of homework for you. That's the first thing I'd like to say. What I'd like you to do for homework, right? You're back at school now. Sit up straight, behave yourselves. Uh, and that includes you, Colin. Sit up straight, please. Pay attention. Thank you. No talking in class, Amanda. Thank you. I'd like you to look at the fruits of the Spirit and write down next to them an occasion when Jesus in his earthly ministry exercised or we saw the fruits of the Spirit. So, for example, um, gentleness. Okay. When in Scripture do we see Christ exercising gentleness? Well, obviously, there's one I prepared earlier. Um, Matthew 19, 14 said, let the little children come to me. And in Mark 10, 16, he took the children in his arms. There we have a, a tenderness shown, a gentleness, pardon me, by Jesus. So that's the sort of thing I'd like you to do. Look, when did Jesus exercise love? I'm not going to give you any more help. Um, and um, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Look for them all. Make it a bit of a study. And uh, if it produces a really good sermon, I'll buy that sermon off you. Okay, I haven't got a lot of money, but I've got a little bit spare to buy a good sermon from you. So that's your homework. Look at the life of Christ. Look at the fruits of the Spirit and look how you can match them up. Because let me tell you now, he had all the fruits of the Spirit. He had none of the acts of the flesh. None. Because they were acts of the sinful nature. And praise be to the Lord, Jesus did not have a sinful nature. He was 100% pure and holy. Okay, that's my time run out. Thank you for your patience. Uh, I've probably run over a little bit. So thank you very much, Michelle. I'm sure there's been some needs come in and these people are important to us. We want you to know you're important. That's why we do this. You're important to us and we want to pray for you. Thank you, Michelle. Ah, thank you very much, Gordon, for the reminder of the fruit of it. Um, Ithlin on Facebook says that she is going to do her homework Good. So she, she, she's definitely one. She, she's put her sunglasses on, so I think that means she's going to be doing it in the garden. Good. That's good to hear. Someone... We haven't had any um, prayers and stories come in on the prayer line, but there's still time. So I've got the phone here, 07796-636-918. But Gordon, as you were... Um, as you were um, speaking there... As you, as you were speaking there, Gordon, uh, I was reminded of our cell leaders and just how hard they've been working these past three months. You know, I'm, I'm in touch with the leaders that, that, that are in my cell and how they've been making phone calls, hearing phone calls, encouraging people. So I would this morning like to pray for our cell leaders. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, to, to see them, thank, well, first of all, to thank God for them. Yes. But then also to pray for their, their strengthening. Absolutely. And also for those on our Raising Leaders program, we've got, oh, nearly 100 people who are, who are following that and who are looking to be leaders in, in this time. So um, looking for fruitfulness. So can, can we pray for them this morning, Gordon? You, you go ahead. You, you pray for them. Yeah. I mean, I, as an observer of the cell structure i i've seen how wonderful it is at the moment how it is just helping to keep links with people and so please and they need to know they're valued and you know the most 
the best way to show someone you value them is to pray for them. So thank you, Michelle. Yes, Father, we, we, we thank you for the, the, the cell vision, which 20 years ago has set us up to be able to minister now. And Father, we pray for our cell leaders. We thank you for the many phone calls, the many Zoom meetings, the, the time they've been making people, the wisdom that you're giving them. And Father, we, we thank you for the fruit of the Spirit that we're seeing exhibited through, our, through those cell leaders. Father, we pray you'll strengthen them, encourage them, bless them, multiply their cells. And, and lead people to you. We, we know, Lord, this uh, the country that I was reading in the paper yesterday, I was reading the paper yesterday, Gordon, how they're talking about um, young people, um, school children coming out of this with post-traumatic stress. And we, ju we just pray, Lord, that we can yes. be ministers of, of, of you, that we can exhibit your fruit, that we can just pour out your spirit on people who are anxious, hurting, concerned, even as they go back to work and are trying to organize their lives, Lord, we pray that we can be your salt and light in the lives of others in this time. And just, again, thank you for our cell leaders and those who desire for leadership, Lord. Amen. Amen. Leadership is a, we, no doubt about it, that we are going to need leaders uh, as never before. I think our nation could possibly have rethought its its priorities. If this, if this um, virus has taught us anything, it is just how vulnerable we are. <clears throat> we think our society is strong until something like this comes along, uh, etc. And it's really good. And the churches have a tremendous opportunity. And we, if I know Pastor Colin and the team, we'll grab every opportunity to reach people with Christ in these situations. I was with someone yesterday. I, I'm, I'm a blood donor. I was giving blood yesterday. And um, the young man that was looking after me, I asked him where his accent was from. He said Nigeria. So I was chatting away to him. And I said, do you know, have you heard of Benson Idahosa? Oh, he knew about him. I was able to talk to him about spiritual things. And um, it's important that the, the opportunities are there. And um, in our society, my neighbours are asking me a little bit more of what I'm involved in and, you know, and that's it. And doors open. And I would encourage everybody who's listening that you you look for opportunities. Pray this prayer every day. In fact, I think I'll pray in a moment that if God opens an opportunity for you to share your faith, do so. It's We don't just talk about our church, great as it is. We talk about the Saviour. We talk about him. And so we want that, that prayer to be very much needed there. Good. Well, um, and, and I was going to say, Gordon, I've got two requests have come through on the pastoral phone. Thank you. So um, we've been asked to pray for, uh, I don't have the names of the people send them in, but we've been asked to pray for Omar. Omar's auntie has um, messaged in. Uh, he's been, Omar's been diagnosed with a cyst on his kidney. So right. we pray for that. Uh, another person has uh, their son has um, pain in his hands, which um, disables him, which which just stops him doing things in life. And apparently they've been told there's no cure for that. So we, we pray, pray, pray for that young man with that problem. And for Ade, who's having a minor operation today, pray for a quick recovery and a restoration of all normal functions in his body. And that's from Grace. Has asked for prayer for Addie. So that's Addie's who's having a, a, an operation. 
a young man who suffers from um, debilitating pain in his hands, and for Omar, who has a cyst. Uh, would you like to pray for them? I will do. Lovely. Father, the great strength of prayer is that we can pray for people that we actually maybe have never met, or maybe if I have met them, I don't, it's not been recorded in my memory. But Lord, we bring them to you in faith, Lord. If we didn't believe that you were a prayer-answering God, we wouldn't be doing this. Your word tells us we have not because we ask not. So Lord, now we're asking. We're asking for Omar. We think of this cyst on his kidney. We ask, Lord, that you will undertake. Now, Lord, we want this person well. If you touch them and heal them, thank you, Lord. If the doctors and nurses bring about a complete restoration, we say, thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we hand him to you, and we ask that you will indeed bless. And for this person who's got a pain in their hand, it makes, it, it, it makes them incapable of using it, I just ask, Lord, that whatever that is, you'll release the pain, that you'll sort out what it is. They're saying no cure. Well, Lord, we are saying that you can, in your sovereign will, restore this hand to full function. And that's what we pray for. We thank you for the doctors and the nurses. Of course we do. We thank you for their diagnoses. But we know, Lord, there's one other area we can turn to. And we're turning to you now, Lord. And... Uh, Ada, we ask, Lord, for the minor operation. We pray, Lord, it will go well. That will indeed be full function again. It will be a total success. Lord, we thank you for divine health. We thank you for so many of us who are enjoying good health. And we want to thank you for that. We're a, we're a grateful people. We're grateful that we've got Bibles. We've got devotions. We've got the services online. We thank you, Lord, for the whole army of folk behind the scenes. Michelle is with me this morning. You does so much behind the scenes. And Martin and Jonathan and others who make it happen. Then our musicians who will be singing us out soon. We just thank you for them, Lord. And their goal is that we might keep in touch with you, Lord, and serve you throughout these days. So, Lord, we thank you. We ask you to bless these prayer requests. But, Lord, for every prayer request that comes in, we know there are dozens of other people who, for whatever reason, haven't been able to share with us on uh, on the phones. And Lord, we want you to visit every home connected to our church, however loosely. We pray that every home connected to Kensington Temple today will know your blessing. Lord, when I was younger, I used to tell you how to bless people. I don't anymore. I just want you to bless them. You know what the blessing is they need. Some need healing. Some need encouragement. We pray, Lord, that through the Spirit joy might come into hearts and lives today. People who are cast down because of the lockdown and all that's been involved, they might have the joy of the Lord in their hearts. So we thank you again, Lord, for your goodness. Amen. 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 Amen, Amen. Amen. Amen Gordon. Yes, and of course, we continue to pray for, we won't do it this morning, continue to pray for the government because they're making decisions and yes. giving in information um, today. And uh, I was going to say before Gordon says farewell, don't forget, if you want to speak to somebody, you can call us on our pastoral hotline 020 020-7908-1700. 020-7908-1700. And there are people there that you can speak to. So you don't just have to text that number. You can speak to that number if you'd like to speak to somebody.